Are you ready to go from a struggling solopreneur who's winging it to a savvy CEO with a solid business structure and focused strategic action to grow to consistent 5K months? Then you want to check out the Strategic CEO Group Program. With this program, you'll start thinking like a CEO and creating big picture goals with the action plans to make them a reality. You'll start generating consistent 5K months, create brand messaging that showcases everything you offer and have systems, workflows and automation that allow your business to run smoothly so you're less stressed with more time. You'll be able to do it all without struggling to manage all the things, feeling unorganized with processes that are all over the place and hating content creation and marketing. Check out the Strategic CEO Group Program at buy-sasha.com slash the strategic CEO. One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com strategy. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash strategy. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coat in here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha. And today I have a guest that I'm actually really excited about to talk about branding. And I know I've done an episode on branding before, but I really wanted to get the perspective of someone who really uh, makes you think a little bit about branding in a different way. And I'm really just excited to have this conversation. So today I am being joined by Tristan I'm going to just say Tristan and let her say her last name because I've already forgotten it. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll let her introduce her whole name. I always, I feel bad already. But she is a uh, founder of the Wild Woman House and she calls herself the Rebel Brand Strategist, where she and her team provide brand strategy and design services for entrepreneurs who identify as industry 
rebels. Um, she says that the people that her and her team work with aren't afraid to operate outside the lines of tradition, but also recognize that there is a difference between creating noise and creating real change. And so, Tristan, I apologize because your last name went right out the window, but welcome. <laughs> You are so fine, girl. And for anybody that's like, what the hell is her last name? My name is Tristan Thibodeau. It's there we go. We were joking at the beginning how there's so many additional like vowels and consonant in my last name that it, to to pronounce what it is, it's an unnecessary spelling. It's very French, over the top. Um, but I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. So why? When you say that your business is for industry rebels, like you're doing design for industry rebels, what does that mean to you? Yes. So to me, a rebel is so much more than somebody that just defies the status quo or defies the way that everybody else has done things in terms of tradition. To me, a rebel is a disruptor. It's somebody that comes in and identifies aspects of an industry or a niche or maybe something bigger, something global that has to do with political change or whatever it may be. They come in and they disrupt whatever has kind of been done traditionally. They come in and they offer a better solution. They are the innovators. They are the change makers. They are the people that come in and just say, there's a better way to do this and nobody's done it yet. So I'm going to come in and show everybody that something else can be introduced but for the benefit of others. They're not just coming in to shake things up and cause a bunch of trouble and cause noise. Industry disruptors come in to provide better solutions. And as a business owner, you're coming in to provide value to your consumers, to your customers, to your clients. And a disruptor is somebody that comes in and says, there is a tremendously better way that we can be doing this. Actually, to serve our consumers even more. Not only that, it's going to move the industry forward. It's going to move it towards progress and everything that we are striving to create in the world. And that's just like the, the my sweet spot of working with entrepreneurs is working with those people that are just not afraid to get out of the box or that have a really bold, disruptive, innovative idea, but have nobody around them that really gets mm-hmm. that nobody gets it feeling. Yeah. We, at Wildman House. And we're here to help you bring that to life. I love that. I think that it's hard sometimes for people to view their business in that way, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily, because when you, when you use the word disruptor and things like that, I think people have a distinct image of what that means. Like Mm -hmm. I have to change something in a big way. Um, But that's not, depending on like what your, your niche is, that's not necessarily true. Like you Mm -hmm. can come in and want to make the smallest of changes, but in your area, that could be something that completely changes how people work or how they view what your expertise is or something like that. So mm-hmm. I, I like the idea that it's someone coming in and like, no, let's kind of shake things up a little bit and and do things a little bit different. Um, I like to think I don't call myself a disruptor, but I do like to think of myself somewhat in that way because of I mean, obviously, my show is called, um, you know, uh, business minus the bullshit. I think that a lot of times in the coaching industry and strategy, we tend to sugarcoat a lot of things <laughs> to make people feel better <laughs> about how they should run businesses. And I don't operate in that philosophy. So <laughs> I get a little bit of what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it serves nobody to, you know, appeal to keeping you happy. There's that like mentality as a business owner, you want everybody to walk away happy. You want everybody to walk away satisfied. And unfortunately, sometimes 
that means in order to really get the best results for your client or for your customers, sometimes that means telling them things they don't want to hear. Sometimes that means telling them things that are completely counter to what they thought was going to work or what they thought they needed to do. And that can be really jarring. That can be really activating, aka triggering. I think activating (laughs) is like a nicer word than triggering. But you know, it just, it comes down to what are you willing to do to bring that big vision that you have to life, but also what are you willing to do to stretch yourself beyond what you've been doing with your business, with your brand, with everything, like get out of your comfort zone. So let's talk a little bit about that in terms of like branding specifically, because um, I've talked a lot about how branding, branding is so much more than just a logo, but I talked about it from an aspect of I'm not a designer. So I, I know that just from what I do and I've worked with designers, but when it comes to actually building a brand and having a strong brand, can we start the conversation with like what that actually means and then kind of talk a little bit about how do we then take that and differentiate it? Um, because yeah. I see what, I see so many brands that look like so similar Same. and it's because yeah. that, you know, <laughs> whatever industry you're in, they're like, this is what you should look like. And no, um, because so this harmful. is what conveys what that means quickly. And you want that kind of recognition. So I guess let's start off with like, why is your brand more than just your logo? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So just to kind of reset everyone's perspective, the way your brand looks, which is called your brand identity, those have to do with What's your media style, your photography, your videography? What's your editing style? But then it also encompasses things like your logo, your color palette, your typography, all of the things that we think of when we Mm -hmm. think of branding, we think of the aesthetics. Well, here's the crazy part and the reality and kind of the ball drop. Those aspects are the last thing that you create when you're building a brand. Mm -hmm. So if that's the last thing you do, well, what is actual brand building. Mm-hmm. If if the color palette and the typography and the identity and all of those things I just described are kind of what wrap and present your brand, well, what actually is your brand? Your brand touches every single aspect of a business. Mm-hmm. Every single aspect from company culture to how you, if you have employees or if you have team members, how do they act on behalf of your business? Mm -hmm. What do customers, clients, consumers experience when they encounter your brand? Not only as somebody that's making a purchasing decision, but also somebody that discovers you on Pinterest, discovers you on TikTok, discovers you on a podcast, whatever it may be. All of that is your brand. And I really like the explanation that Marty Neumeyer gives. He's like the godfather, the OG of brand (laughs) strategy. He like literally put the industry on his back and he's like, let me show you all how to do it. (laughs) Marty Neumeyer talks about how your brand is somebody's gut reaction to Mm. your business or company. Well, your gut reaction doesn't just stop when you make a purchase. You have a gut reaction. You have an emotional reaction every single time you engage or interact with a brand and interacting with a brand could be seeing an advertisement driving down the highway. It could be hearing a podcast. It could be looking at content. It could be hearing a friend that fell in love with this new product they found 
talking about why they love that product. Like mm-hmm. I recently literally, I, I'm I'm going to shout this company from the rooftops, <laughs> Hero, those like hydrocolloid pimple patches. I swear to God, girl, miracle workers, <laughs> right? But that's my gut reaction. It's that like, wow, this works. This is amazing. Not only that, but like just the entire experience of purchasing and then going to the store and analyzing my options. Yeah. All of that is your brand. I have a a friend who's a designer and she works in the beauty industry. She doesn't wear makeup or anything like that, though. And she does these like TikToks about Kylie's um, makeup collaborations that she does. And she's like, I don't like makeup. I don't really purchase makeup that much. But every collaboration she does because of how the branding is for all of those makes her want to buy it because it just like is so immersive and it gives you like that experience of like, I really need this and I have no idea why. Right. Well, that's also the power of celebrity branding. Like, that's a whole different beast in and of itself. If you want to go there, we can go there. Celebrity branding, but she's like, I think she did one recently. Uh, It's a Wizard of Oz one, I think, Mm -hmm. and she was just like the way that like though the just the packaging that she did and how because Kylie doesn't I mean it's just her name so it's not even like it's her face on anything but Mm -hmm. just the the fact the colors that she used and how like it ties so well and when I guess when she does the social media and stuff around it like it just fits into whatever the collaboration is and it just makes you um for someone who's not into makeup and who might not be viewing it oh like this is a Kylie brand it makes you like oh I really like this despite Mm -hmm. Who it might be from. <laughs> right. And you know what? You just brought up a really important point. And that is that branding is that powerful. It yeah. is that powerful to where depending on the visual story you tell, the verbal and nonverbal story that you tell, your positioning in the market, your reputation, all of those things translate into power to influence. And it really, you know, when you're building a brand and you are a CEO or you are the business owner or however you identify yourself, there's a tremendous amount of responsibility that comes with building a brand because brands are powerful. When you do it right and you understand your audience, they're powerful. And with that comes a lot of impact that you make and a lot of public sway and public perception that you then have on your side as a business owner. And I say that to say it's a tremendous responsibility because I specialize in beauty and wellness brands. Mm. So I'm very in the industry in terms of beauty and very in the industry in terms of what goes on behind the scenes in the beauty industry. (laughs) And when I say it's a tremendous responsibility, what I mean is If you're going to have that much power and you're going to exert that much authority in the industry, you better make damn sure that your brand is ethical, that it stands up to everything that you claim it stands up to. Greenwashing is a huge problem in the beauty industry. Kylie is not, you know, (laughs) sanctioned (laughs) from that. Um, So there's a lot that comes with building a brand and it's not just about selling. Like, yes, brands are positioned to sell. That is at the foundation. That is what they do. But to be a conscious, ethical leader with integrity, building your brand is actually a huge act of service. And it's something that can really exemplify to the rest of your industry the difference between having true core values and a true altruistic purpose as a brand versus 
I'm just here to make money. Right. (laughs) Right. I like that. That I don't think a lot of people think about that. I think, I think people, especially when they're first starting out, it's, it's, it's the colors and it's the typography and it's the, it's, it's the logo and it's how do I want get people to notice me without really thinking about like, what is this business going to stand for? Um, especially when you have a lot of people who are starting their business as hobbyists and then decide like someone has now told them they could make money doing this. They should turn it into a business and they're like, okay, well now I just need a logo. And they don't mm-hmm. think about like what they're trying to present as their full image of their business and what that business means. And like, I recently added um, on my own webpage, like a, a my value section, because I didn't want anyone to, um, I wanted to be very clear about where it was that I stood with certain things and that I don't, I don't have a problem working with people who don't believe the same things I do, but I want you to feel comfortable about where I stand on things. And so I made sure, and I am my brand, like my, my business is called by Sasha. And so like, I wanted people to know, like, this is the things that are important to me. This is what my business stands for. Um, you're going to hear me talk about this types of things on my platform. And so if that makes you uncomfortable, that's cool. But I, it's important for others to know like where my business and where my brand stands with things. And so I mm-hmm. think people don't think about, how to integrate all of that when it comes into their branding and how to build all of that. I mean, take it a step further, even (laughs) like you don't just want people to be informed about who you are and what you stand for. You want them to be repelled or magnetized to who you are and what you stand for, because that's when you start to develop the type of loyalty that will carry your business to new heights and continuously grow you as a business and as a company. We're getting into an era where there is, I mean, we're not getting into, we've been in an era where there is just so much noise. There's so mm-hmm. much saturation. You cannot compete on just value alone anymore. Saying my services are the best. This is what I do. This is how I back them up. These are the testimonials. That's amazing. But now the competition and, and sort of like building that insurpassable barrier to competition really comes down to building a loyal community, mm-hmm. that cult-like following. Maybe you've heard that term. What that does is it kind of future-proofs your business. It kind of future-proofs the ability for you to grow and scale. So I would even take it a step further and say, you know, this is what we stand for. If you can't get behind this, then we are not for you. Yeah. And that's a scary thing to claim. That's a big, bold statement to claim as an entrepreneur because (laughs) you are about making money. You are about growth. And it can feel counterintuitive to tell people this, if, if this is not what you stand for and believe and cannot get on board with, we are not for you. Yeah. I mean, that's really intimidating. Part of, part of business is very much that you're not meant for everyone. Right. So like Mm -hmm. it, it's okay for people not to like you and your business. And that just means Mm -hmm. you're not the right person for them. But the people who you are the right person for will love what it is that you stand for and what you do and probably like you even more because you've made it known and you're not scared to kind of put that out there about where you stand on certain issues or what you believe in certain things. So I think it's, I think now more than ever, especially because personal lives and and business have become so intertwined and it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to support someone who 
is supporting things that I don't. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to give you my money, we all know that money speaks louder than anything else. If I'm going to give you money, I wanted to make sure that it's following in the things that I personally believe in, or I don't want to give you money. And so where do you stand? So I can make sure (laughs) that I know Mm -hmm. where my money is going. Yeah. And the bigger you get as a business, the higher the stakes are going to get in terms of there's going to be a lot more money on the table. And sometimes (laughs) big money, big invoices, whatever you want to call it, can really impact your decision-making clarity. Yeah. And I can speak to this personally. I had an experience recently where I had sent out a six-figure invoice for a project and it was Oh my gosh, I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be such a big (laughs) moment for the agency. We're going to get to work with so many different people. Lo and behold, this business that had reached out to me was transphobic, was anti-birth rights, was all of these things. (laughs) And it is just, and I'm going to be honest and say, when you have that much of an opportunity on the table, it it gives you pause. You're like, hold on, let me think through this. I don't want to make a stupid, quote unquote, stupid Yeah, business business decision. decision. Yeah, because you're like, I can believe what I want to, but for my business. They can do whatever they want to, right? But no, 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 because what that does is it reflects on your brand. It reflects on who you are as a business owner. And that tells a story to anybody that comes in and sees the people that you've worked with. And so that's when having those really strong values and that really clear brand purpose, what you set out to do aside from just make money, why you are in business aside from making money, if you're clear on your values and you're clear on a purpose that drives you and wakes you up and gets you out of bed every morning, making those decisions, no matter how high the stakes get, is going to become so much more easy. And it's going to reassure you that you're doing the right thing for the longevity of your brand rather than just grabbing the shiny object that's on the table, (laughs) right? Those are important things. And this is what your brand and your brand strategy allows you to do. It's a roadmap for huge and small business decisions. I love that. And I like that you like took a step back and was like, does this make sense for, <laughs> for me? Because like you said, it can be hard, especially when you have new opportunities in front of you and dollar signs in front of you. It can be hard to kind of bring that back into what the core identity of your business is and what, mm-hmm. what you want it to be. Um, so really quickly, kind of to touch on that, I we've talked a little bit about it, but as a business owner, like how how can we identify ways to create differ- differentiation among our our businesses and others? I think by being very clear in your values and and very distinctly saying this is what we are, this is what we mm-hmm. aren't, and who we work with, who we don't, um, is one way to do it. And it's certainly a way to kind of um, put yourself in a box among other people. But what are some other ways that we can kind of identify? how we can differentiate ourselves among other brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always recommend that people zoom in to then zoom out. So let me just explain what I mean by that. Cause you're like, that (laughs) literally means nothing to me. So by zooming in, what I mean is get really familiar with your industry, get really familiar with your niche, get really familiar with the big names, the little names, everyone in between that plays in your game, that plays in your arena, right? Who are those people? What are they doing? How are they positioned? What are they selling? What do people come to them for? What's their reputation? Like get really familiar with that because that's going to allow you to kind of, for lack of a better word, paint a landscape Mm. of what's happening in your space. 
And the next step is a little counterintuitive. And I'm not, I never advise somebody to then start building based off of what they've absorbed. You got to think of yourself as a researcher when you're, when you're starting a brand and when you're building and continuing to grow a brand, your analysis of your industry, your competitors, your consumers, that never stops. That's not a one and done yes. situation. Thank that you is an for pointing that out. Going. Yes. <laughs> People think, oh, I've built my target audience. I've done my market it changes. research. It's always it, going to change as you get to new levels in your business. How often do you too. change as a person? Yeah. Right? <laughs> every day. Every damn day. Right? I'm a, different, I'm a different woman every week. You know what I mean? My, my fiance is like, who am I getting this week? I'm like, I don't know. Here we go. Um, but you have to be willing to put in the time to analyze and research because then you are informed, then you have data, then you have a more full perspective. You're no longer ignorant to what's happening Mm -hmm. in your industry, what's happening in the business world. And with that, you then take that information and you sit down and you evaluate who am I to what is already present in the industry and how can I identify things within me if you're a personal brand, within me as a thought leader or a voice, if you're a company within us as a company, culture, product, whatever it may be, service that is unique, that will allow us to have an onlyness factor. And that onlyness factor is a thing that you can say, we are the only brand in X mm-hmm. industry that does Y yeah. for the sake of Z. And once you've identified that, you ride that until it's no longer true. And then you adapt your onlyness factor because that's going to be one of the strongest pieces of your marketing, of your branding, of your communications, of anything that you do to say, this is who we are. This is our onlyness factor. Nobody else can claim this. Yeah. And that's memorable. Yeah. Right. So that's that's how I suggest people start building a brand, revise their brand, grow their brand is you become a researcher. And if you can do that, you hire somebody that can. And that's a brand strategist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Our businesses are always changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. And who we served six months ago, a year ago might not be who we are serving now, who we want to continue to serve. And so having that constant awareness of where we are in our business, what we want our business to be, what are I like that you said our onlyness factor, what what it is that makes us unique and can really help push us forward and and, and differentiate us because you know I feel like twenty 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 was like the year everyone decided since we were all home, like I can be a business owner and like jumped into everything without really doing any kind of that back end work. So mm-hmm. um thank you. I really think um yeah, if you if you can't do this by yourself, hire a brand strategist because that's what they're there for. They can you don't know where to start, you're that. overwhelmed, whatever it is, like <laughs> get the support. I promise you it will be one of the best business investments you made because the confidence yes. and the clarity it will give you will make you unstoppable. You will be a yes. weapon in your industry. It's definitely a service that's worth investing on because we aren't sometimes we're not that good at seeing um or being able to articulate uh, what it is that we want our business to be. And sometimes working with people can help pull out those nuggets that are there. We just don't know how to tap into them. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely hire someone if you can. Um, you can visit Tristan at wildwomanhouse.com. Um, house is H-A-U-S.com slash built to scale assessment. And it, that built to scale assessment is a free tool that they use to identify the aspects of 
the brand that an entrepreneur needs to focus on the most in order to reach, um, increase their influence and differentiate themselves and reach their target audience. I will put all of that in the show notes so you can take that assessment and you can learn more about what it is that Tristan does and how she helps entrepreneurs differentiate themselves. And especially if they are industry disruptors, I love that term. If you are ready to shake up what it is that you're doing in your niche and really kind of push that forward, then I would highly suggest that you visit Tristan, but thank you so much for joining me today and having this conversation. Of course, Sasha, this is super fun. Thank you. Are you ready to uplevel your business? Join the five day be your own CEO challenge. All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.